Welcome to Matter of Mindset, a podcast to help you create a healthier, happier mind so you can feel calmer, more confident and braver about who you are and what you choose to do. My name's Emily and I'm the founder of Matter of Mind Coaching and it's my job to support and empower my clients to make positive changes in their life, whether that's to their thinking or what actually is going on, because what we think is who we become. So I'm here to help you shift your mindset when you need to and to help you grow your awareness to how you think so you can make better choices and make positive changes in your life. Now this series, I'm going to share my top tips and guidance on how you can develop a more positive mindset, improve your well-being and navigate challenges that you might be facing. It's my hope that you'll feel inspired and motivated to make positive change after listening. So let's dive in. On today's episode of Matter of Mindset, we're going to explore how training your mind can change your life. I'll talk about the mind's ability to change and why it's important to train it. I'll also take you through what NLP is and what it means, because NLP is foundational to my coaching practice. And towards the end of today's episode, I'll share some really helpful ways of thinking that you can take right into your life straight away. While I know many listening to this know who I am now and what I do in a general sense, it's only in my one-to-one sessions that I go into the depths of coaching and I go into the depths of how the mind works and the NLP techniques come into their full capacity in my one-to-one sessions. So this episode will give you a deeper sense of what I do in those sessions and why training the mind is so integral to living a happier and healthier life. After listening, you can then consider if coaching could be for you, if coaching could help you improve your life or improve the life of someone you know or someone that you love. So let's dive into today's episode on how training your mind can change your life. So when I was first setting up my coaching business, I kept needing to explain what I did to new people, to friends when I was catching up with them, family, colleagues. And the easiest analogy I kept saying at the time was that being a coach is like being a personal trainer, but for your mind instead of your body. So to me, being a life coach and supporting people with their lifestyle and their mindset was like being a personal trainer for the mind rather than the body. And that's why today I call matter of mind coaching personal training for the mind, because I help people to develop their mind health and their emotional well-being. I work with them to retrain their brain, to shift their mindset, to develop new ways of thinking and grow their awareness so they can live more intentionally and make better choices and ultimately make positive changes in their life, all by starting off with their mind. So I work with people to improve their strength, their endurance, their confidence and their capacity to carry heavier loads, but mentally rather than physically. I support my clients like a personal trainer would every step of the way, cheering them on, motivating them, challenging them and supporting them 
and making sure that they're moving in direction that feels best for them and that will ultimately help them get to where they want to, but ultimately help them feel happier and healthier in their mind and in their life. And I believe focusing on your mind health is so important because like the rest of our body, our brain is a muscle and it needs to be looked after, needs to be fed well, needs to be given the right exercise and training and nourished to perform efficiently. So I am the personal trainer for the mind, helping people to shift their thinking so they can shift how they're feeling and living. And it's really amazing how changing what you think and what you say and how you behave can drastically improve your life and your relationships. And that's a major part of what I support people with. It's thought by some that you can't change who you are, that you can't change how you behave or how you think. Many people believe that we are fixed, that we are just who we are. We are stuck in our ways or it's just what we do or it's just how we react or it's just in our nature. And of course, we all have characteristics and traits and we are all wired to act in certain ways in certain situations. But we all do have the ability to change how we think, how we communicate and how we respond to certain experiences we go through. And it's tapping into that that can be extremely impactful to see how you can change the way you live your life by changing how you feel, how you think and how you communicate and respond to what's happening in your life. It just takes work. It just takes commitment and time and often a coach or a practitioner like me can help you to unlock these things and we can retrain our brains so we can perform better in our lives. For anyone who's heard of it, this is all about neuroplasticity and our brain's ability to change, to remodel and recognise for the purpose of better ability to adapt to new situations. Basically, our brain has the ability to create new, more effective ways of thinking and performing. This is something our brains do all the time, often subconsciously, helping us to improve how we live and basically trying to make sure we don't waste unnecessary energy. I mean, thanks brain. I'm making this sound incredible, aren't I? Of course, our brains don't always work in our favour. They think they might be but they don't always help us out. And that's because the patterns we form in our minds can become habitual and they can become what our brains are used to doing and what they think is correct. They think it's efficient subconsciously because we are also reinforcing what they feel and think. But often we can think things that aren't actually helpful and our brains are just programmed to think that they are helpful. So if this is resonating with you, let me tell you that neuroplasticity means that our patterns of thinking and operating aren't fixed. As the name suggests, there's a flexibility there. They can change and we can change them with work, of course, but we can change our patterns of thought, change how our brains react to certain things in our lives and change how we even organize our thoughts and our feelings. And more importantly, we can change our relationship to our thoughts and our feelings and our behavior. 
And I hope just by hearing that and hearing more about neuroplasticity is helpful to you. Because if you have a certain fixed thought pattern in your mind that's unhelpful or a behavior that you think is just you or just in your nature that isn't wanted anymore, I want you to know that you can change that. You can change that over time with a lot of work, but you can change that thought pattern or that behavior because our brains can be programmed to think differently. And often it's really hard. You know, you can't just wake up one day and say to yourself, I'm going to change how I think today, or I'm going to rewire my brain and everything will be fine. It doesn't work as easily as that. But there is flexibility there. There is an opportunity to change what we feel and what we think. It's much like improving our physical health. Change doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to change how you think. It takes practice. It takes putting in the reps. And it often takes a lot of support. And that's where I come in as a coach. I help my clients unearth their thought patterns and their feelings and their behaviors. And we look at them at distance with detachment, with compassion and curiosity. And I help them to understand how those thoughts, those behaviors, those feelings and beliefs could be impacting other parts of their life. And we work together to change them if necessary and change the brain and the mind to think and feel differently and believe different things. Many of my clients that I've worked with have had unhelpful thought patterns and unhelpful self-talk. Some have conquered those thought patterns that weren't helpful or that self-talk that wasn't helpful. Some are still dealing with that and responding to that, but improving day by day. And a lot of them didn't turn up and say, I have an unhelpful thought pattern or I have unhelpful self-talk. It was about us working together to grow their awareness to those very things, to that very thought or that self-talk. They may have just felt a bit negative, a bit stuck, maybe stressed, and perhaps they, they knew they were hard on themselves a lot or thought certain things or got themselves in certain states of mind and just accepted that that's how they were as a person. They didn't allow themselves the option to change until coaching and me as their coach helped them to shift that very belief. When my clients have had unhelpful thought patterns or unhelpful self-talk or beliefs about themselves or their life, we work together to unpick those and we work to change how the mind thinks. Using certain tools and techniques, we help to tap into how the mind is thinking, how the person is behaving, because that ultimately drives what you do in your life and the choices you make. And my clients become really objective about their thinking and about their behavior when they work with me. And they see their thoughts and their behavior as separate to them. And seeing these things as separate helps us to better respond to them however we want to. And it's something that we can all learn to do. We can all learn to change our relationship to our thoughts and our behavior over time to hopefully benefit us and to make necessary change if needed. For example, one client of mine is struggling to believe she deserves the success she experiences. 
And she's improving day by day. She's making massive transformation with her thoughts and her mindset. And she's starting to believe she does deserve what she experiences. But this is a deep-rooted belief of hers that she struggles to believe that she deserves the success she experiences. So part of the training for her mind is about practically putting the work in to change that thought and to change that belief. It's about deciding upon a thought that she wants to have instead. One that feels realistic to her, one that feels believable to her. I am already successful and I am growing each day. I deserve to be here right now. And that is what we've come up with together. And each day she will now meditate on that new thought and repeat it as a mantra to herself. She'll also journal it at night or in the morning and look at that new thought as often as possible. And especially when the doubting unhelpful thought comes up, she will read that back to herself. I am already successful and I'm growing each day. I deserve to be here right now. And this is integral to rewiring her thinking, to changing that unhelpful thought pattern and to installing a new belief. And already, like I said, she's feeling so much more worthy, confident and trusting in her abilities and trusting in just being her and showing up as her. And I am so proud. It's wonderful as her coach to witness this and to witness this hard work paying off. As I said, it takes time. It takes repetition. There's no magical formula for changing how you think, or how your mind works. But eventually, the tools and techniques work with persistence and commitment and support. And most importantly, the want to change. And the courage to change too. Because looking at this stuff is hard. It's hard to accept you might have an unhelpful thought or unhelpful behavior pattern. And looking at it and dissecting it. And that's courageous work. And I've done this stuff myself too, through coaching, through journaling, through meditation and using NLP and mindfulness as well. And it's had a profound impact on my self-esteem, my confidence, my courage and my relationships as well. So if you haven't gathered, I really believe that training the mind matters because how we think is who we are and how we think is who we become as well. Of course, there are other factors, but how we think is fundamental to our identity. Our life experience is made up by our thoughts, feelings and behaviours. And it's made up as well by our interpretation of those thoughts, feelings and behaviours. And that interpretation forms our map of the world. We then translate all of our experiences into language and emotion, which filter into our brain and it's that that dictates what we feel, do and say, or what we don't feel, we don't do and we don't say. And this filter in our mind is based on previous experience, it's based on our values, it's based on our belief systems, and it's based on what we've been taught in the past as well. So for us to truly make lasting changes to our lives, we must first look at changing our minds. We must first train our minds to think differently and more effectively. And you will have heard many coaches 
and maybe some friends even talk about unlearning and relearning. And that's ultimately what I help clients to do. We have been taught a lot of things by parents, by society, of what to believe, what to think, how to live our lives. And we've been programmed in certain ways that are sometimes very helpful, but often can be unhelpful to how we'd like to live and feel. So it's all about tapping into that. It's all about unlearning and relearning. And that's what I help my clients to do. We start by focusing on the mind and we build the foundations there. Then we look to improve the other areas of their life and their lifestyle. Once we've started to raise their awareness to their thoughts, their feelings and their behaviours, we can then move on to think, well, what do you want? Or how do you want to feel instead? Or how will that positively impact your life if you feel or think or behave in that way? How will that positively impact or change your relationships or improve them? How will that positively impact the work that you do? And it's these insightful questions that can be better answered once we start to tap into our mind and how our thoughts, feelings and behaviours impact how we behave and interpret our own world. And one of the main ways I help my clients to do all of this is using NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And as a qualified practitioner, I bring the principles of NLP into my work and into the client sessions that I deliver and in my own life. So since training in NLP, I've grown an enormous awareness to how I think and I've been able to change how I think for the better. NLP's helped me to improve my confidence, the way I communicate with others and myself. It's helped me to better navigate difficult times as well. So what is it? What is NLP? And it's something I explain in depth to my clients and those that I work with. NLP is a psychological technique that harnesses the power of language to break down the mental barriers we unknowingly create for ourselves. Neuro means nerve and it's through our nerves and our nervous system and our five senses that we gather information from the outside world. Linguistic is the study of language, the way we make sense of information by organising it into the structure of language. And programming is all about how we interpret the world and how we control our daily actions, choices and behaviour. It's all about how we are programmed to respond to the outside world and the language that triggers our brains. As a practitioner, I help people to become more aware of how they engage with the world through their senses, through their nervous system. I help them to become more aware of the language they use and the way they are programmed to respond. So we look at how they can change the relationship they have to each and improve how they feel and navigate through life. So NLP has many similarities to mindfulness, which is something else I bring into my work as well. And I'll be talking about mindfulness in a bit more detail next episode. So NLP can help us all to become more aware of our version of the world, our map of the world. 
how we experience that world through our own senses, how we interpret it through our language, both verbal and nonverbal, and how we can then be programmed to behave in a particular way. Now, the good news is NLP helps you to change your behavior. It helps you to loosen that map you may have of the world, your perspective of the world and how you interpret it. NLP helps you to create new ways of thinking, new perspectives, new behaviors that are more helpful to you. And when we are more aware of this and we can be more intentional and we can then use that awareness to bring about positive action and positive change, which ultimately helps us to feel happier and healthier and improves the relationships we have with ourselves and with others. So that's NLP in a nutshell. And there are many techniques I use with clients to help shift their thinking, their feeling and their behaviours as well. So this podcast is just an introduction to how training the mind can change your life. And I hope from listening already, you have a sense that that is possible. You understand that there are certain tools and techniques that can raise your awareness, change your thinking and therefore change how you navigate through each day which will have a really good impact on your life eventually. So I do want to share something with you that is something you can actually take away and use in your everyday to help you start to train your mind and then change your life for the better. And that is the NLP presuppositions. So these presuppositions are principles which form the foundations of NLP, of neuro-linguistic programming. These principles help people to form resourceful mindsets, resourceful ways of thinking. They help people to create that new model of the world that I was talking about before. They help you to create a new perspective, basically. The most important thing that helps people shift their perspective and change their model of the world is looking at their beliefs. Because what you believe creates your focus and it affects how you respond in certain situations and to certain people. So the NLP presuppositions can be seen like beliefs. They can influence our attitude to the world around us, towards others, and in developing ourselves as people. They're called the presuppositions because we presuppose them to be true. We act as if these are true. So let me take you through them and as you listen, notice which resonates with you the most. Perhaps decide what you will start trying to believe in. Because all these presuppositions are here to help you have a more positive mindset, a more resourceful mindset, which ultimately will help you to feel happier and healthier in your mind and in your life. So here are the NLP presuppositions. Number one, have respect for the other people's map of the world. We are all unique and we experience the world in different ways. Everyone is individual and has their own special way of being, thinking and doing. Now, this is really important to try and have respect for the other people's world map. Have respect for how other people are living, how they're behaving, what they're doing, what they're not doing. 
And ultimately, just remember that we don't all have the same viewpoint. We don't all have the same perspective or map of the world. Of course, if someone is being disrespectful or offensive, this principle changes. But most of the time, try to have respect for other people's map of the world. We're all unique and we are all thinking in different ways and experiencing the world from our point of view. Number two, the map is not the territory. So people respond to their map of reality, not reality itself, which links to the first presupposition. How people make sense of the world around them is through their senses and from their own personal experience. And whilst they might respect someone else's map of the world, it's not theirs, so it can be difficult. So this means that each individual's perspective of an event is always different. So keep this in mind in your interactions with those in your life. It requires patience, but it's really important. And remember too that the map is not the territory. So your map of reality is not always 100% reality without getting too matrixy for you. The third presupposition is that the mind and body form a linked system. So your mental attitude affects your body and your health and in turn how you behave and I'm a big believer of this one I'm a big believer in our body and mind being so interconnected and in us listening to our body wisdom and what our body is telling us our mind and body are interlinked as I say and the more we integrate them together and the more we recognize this link the more in tune we will be with ourselves It's like people say, trust that gut feeling or what does your gut say? And our body does communicate with us. So the belief that the mind and body form a linked system will help you to improve your thinking and your life. We can all understand this by reminding ourselves that if we slump down in a chair, we'll likely start to become uh, sluggish and we'll feel less alert. And by contrast, if we sit upright with our shoulders back and our chest open, we already feel more confident, we feel more more alert, more focused. So how we hold our body impacts how we feel mentally. So becoming more aware of this can really help you to shift how you feel in your mind and your body. And just shifting that physiology is so important and it's such a foundational principle of NLP. So remember, the mind and body form a linked system and they impact one another. So the fourth presupposition is if what you're doing isn't working, do something else. Flexibility is key to success, however you define success. Tunnel vision is not helpful or resourceful. Allowing yourself to go sideways, to go backwards, to scrap something altogether is more effective than doing something that isn't working. Even if it was part of the original plan, if it is now not working, do something else. I love this presupposition in NLP because it allows people to remember that being flexible and adaptable is more important than just going on a path step by step. If it's not working, do something else. The fifth presupposition is choice is better than no choice. 
Having options can provide more opportunity for you to achieve results. It's a key reminder that you can look at any situation and explore what options and choices you may have. There will be so many options and choices that you have, even if right now when I say this, you don't think there will be. And as a coach, I help my clients to think of their multiple options because having choice is better than no choice. And this is a big part of what I do is helping people to expand their minds and really understanding they do have a choice, even when they feel stuck and that they feel helpless. We open up their mind and we help them to truly believe that choice is better than no choice. The sixth presupposition is we are always communicating. So even when we remain silent, we are communicating. Now, nonverbal communication can account for a large proportion of what we are saying in our messages. People often forget this to be the case. It's actually a very small percentage of our communication comes from what we actually say out loud, which is remarkable when you think about it. So our physiology really matters and we really need to remember we are always communicating. So how we hold ourselves, what body language we have is part of our communication. Whether we are silent or not is also part of that communication. And becoming aware of this can help you to improve your relationships. It can help you to improve how you feel and often help you to improve getting what you want as well by not talking as much. So remember, we are always communicating, even when we are silent. And this can help you to improve how you show up in your relationships too. So the seventh presupposition is the meaning of your communication is in the response that you get. So while your intention may be clear to you, it's the other person's interpretation and response that reflects your effectiveness. So NLP teaches you the skills and the flexibility to make sure that the message that you're sending is the message that that person will receive. This one is fascinating and something I often come back to, especially when someone hasn't quite understood what I'm trying to say or what my behavior was trying to achieve. We must remind ourselves that the meaning of our communication is actually how it's interpreted by the other person or people. So if you aren't getting the response that you want, you need to tweak your communication and your behavior. It's easier said than done, but this is a great one to remember that the meaning of your communication is in the response that you get. The eighth presupposition is that there is no failure, only feedback. So what seems like a failure can be thought of as success, but just stopped too soon. And with this understanding, we can stop blaming ourselves and others and we can find solutions and we can start to improve the quality of what we do and how we behave and who we are. And just remember, there's no failure. There's only feedback. So every perceived failure is actually just an opportunity to get some feedback. It's a chance to learn. It's a chance to rethink. It's a chance to gather up that feedback and look at what could be done differently next time. So the ninth presupposition is behind every behavior, there is a positive intention. 
when we understand that other people have some positive intention in what they say or do, however annoying or negative it might seem to us, it can be easier then to stop getting angry and start to move forwards. This presupposition can be hard, of course, because if someone is being harmful, then that's not acceptable. But most of the time, if we presuppose that every behaviour and person has some positive intention, we can better communicate with them and we can have more patience for their actions and our own too. So the final presupposition, number 10, is anything can be accomplished if the task is broken down into small enough steps. So achievement becomes easier if activities are manageable. And NLP can help you to learn how to analyse what needs to be done and find ways to both be efficient and effective. Small steps every day is what leads to big change. And if you really want to do something, all you have to do is break it down into enough chunks to see the plan laid out before you. Anything can be accomplished if that task is broken down into small enough steps. And by presupposing this particular principle, we can approach things with more optimism, more confidence as well, and just more belief in ourselves too. So these are the NLP presuppositions to help you shift your thinking, improve your mindset, how you behave, how you feel, and how you interpret your map of the world. And of course, remember, the idea is to presuppose these to be true. Your brain already may be challenging some of them or questioning some of them, and that's okay. That's what brains do. Just gently notice that and continue trying to just act as if these were true. Because these presuppositions will really help you. They will help you to gain more perspective and different perspectives too. And they will help you to improve your self-belief reduce your anger and frustration at times and help you to remember that we all have different maps of the world. We are all experiencing the world in a slightly different way. So perhaps now could be a perfect opportunity for you to write down which presupposition that you will take on board. Which one of these will you start believing to be true that will benefit your life and your thinking and your relationships? They're all so helpful, so I hope that you find them useful as well. And if you want them in written form, then sign up to my newsletter on my website, matterofmindcoaching.com. I will send out my newsletter support in your pocket and include the presuppositions written out ready for you to have a look at and keep close by. So that's it for today's episode on how training your mind can change your life. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you want to start improving your life and improving your thinking then remember you can always get in touch with me to discuss if coaching could be the right intervention for you. I help all people explore who they are and how they think. I help you to prioritise your well-being, learn how to manage your emotions challenge those limiting fears and beliefs that you might have and develop the courage to make braver decisions all while working on being more mindful in your life as well. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed this one. 
I'd love to know if you found it valuable. Do get in touch with me on Instagram at Matter of Mind Coaching just to let me know what you thought of this week's episode. And as ever, please do follow me if you're listening on Spotify and click the subscribe button on Apple. It means you won't miss an episode and you'll get to hear some really helpful tips to build a more positive mindset. And remember, if you want to make change, you've got this. Until next time, take care.